Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Hi, I'm Matt. Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. Through creative content and live shows, we explain the hidden details of the Disney experience so that our clients can execute memorable adventures. Together with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel, we have helped hundreds of clients plan, book, and prepare for magical Disney vacations. Let our experience help you avoid common planning mistakes and maximize the enjoyment on your next Disney trip. Wow, this is brutal. Brutal this morning, this afternoon, this evening, wherever I am. Um, <laughs> hey, it's Matt with the DPI Podcast. Um, yeah, we had some technical difficulties there. Not anything new, but we're up, we're running, and we're going to have a good show now. Um, we've got Peter with Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel over on the other screen. We are going to get him on here in a second, and we are going to talk some news. So let's see what we got. Mr. Salvadori, how you doing? Oh boy, that was that was a quick one. Normally we got like a minute. Turn I know. Dream into a magical. Yeah, yeah. No, I I came right to you. Um, if you're new to the show, a couple of guys. We talk a lot of Disney. We book trips. We have fun. Um, this about... show is sponsored by Circle. Not really. I'm just hoping that like maybe they send me some flavor packs for free. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, brilliant. but, uh, man, you had basketball last week and I just didn't feel, really feel like doing a full show last week. So, so I had basketball and then tonight, um, we're entering swim championship season. So there's actually a team get together thing. So I'm Skipping out on being a dad to come hang out with you and talk about uh, talk about <laughs> well, Disney. So, we'll we'll make it quick and you can go be a dad because I know you guys at Hamilton Southeastern you don't care about bedtime. So, I mean, this thing uh, will go to eleven o'clock anyway. So, yeah, I'll pro probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, got some news to to get into. So let's go ahead and let's get into the news. Wow, okay, that was interesting. I'm having all kinds of crazy things going on with this today. So, just, <laughs> just hang tight. I'm sure something's going to happen. All right, um, big news 
this week was that DeSantis signed the Reedy Creek thing. We've talked about it numerous times. I mean, nothing really new other than the fact that he's appointed the five members of the board now and, and that kind of stuff. DeSantis isn't going to run this into the ground. It means too much to Florida. So for everybody that's really getting out of, out of whack about this, I mean, I, I think it's a, still a big nothing burger um, other than... Disney's probably saving some money because the state of Florida as a whole is picking up some of the expenses through taxes instead of just that Reedy Creek district. So, is what it is. Um, do you have anything else to add to that? Uh, no, it's kind of... I do find it kind of interesting in the, uh, the message because, like, the, the media, you know... You and I have kind of talked about, I don't know, mixed mixed bag here, but the media is kind of going off the deep end on it a little bit. And I do think I I was expecting more of like, uh, I don't know, uh, I guess more of like a, a congenial. And DeSantis in the press conference was kind of interesting because he basically, I don't know, uh, almost – almost like triumphantly declared that Disney's corporate like yeah it was a weird statement was over and there's a new sheriff in town and I'm thinking like okay but we've already talked about how this whole thing just kind of made sense for the state of Florida and the city of Orlando and the very large amount of tourism that that entire area brings in so I don't know I, I was just kind of surprised at how aggressively he made it seem that he had claimed some type of a victory, unless that was, again, sort of the... Because, like, let's be honest. We all know what DeSantis's goals are for next year. He plans yeah. 100% to be on a ticket, whether it's the main guy or the secondary guy. Yes. So it's that's like the writing's been on the wall for years. So perhaps it was like a closed door behind the, Hey, just so you guys know, I'm going to, you know, bluster and whatever else so that this can be taken by my pundits as like a really big win that I achieved so that they can take this and run with what I need for momentum heading into next year. So I, I was kind of just surprised by, I don't know, the, the machismo that he, that he laid it out on the, the table with. Yeah, it was it, it it was kind of one of those beat my chest moments for him. Um, but again, I think it's I think it's more just, hey, look what I did against a liberal organization. More than anything, like I said, right. in the end, it's not going to change a whole hell of a lot. So, it changes the name, it adds a couple more members to the board, and gives the state of Florida a little bit more control over who's on that board. That's about it. So, right. Right. Um, is Tron a four minute ride? I don't. <laughs> Maybe from the moment you start getting in the restraints. <laughs> I was gonna say Disney's Disney's trying to tell everybody that Tron's a four minute ride. Plus, um, that's like ninety four seconds. Yeah, yeah. So maybe the... maybe from the moment they say lane three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I, that Disney put out this big thing uh, on the twenty second about. Oh, Tron is a four-minute ride. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, it's not. No, it's not. I'm, uh... <laughs> it lasts 60 seconds. Yes. It is. I just went and looked it up. I'm like, 
Uh, so literally, like, the four minutes might be, right, because we have ad nauseum talked about how Rise of the Resistance is much more than the five-minute ride once you're sitting in the vehicle. The experience really starts about 20 minutes before you get off. Correct. So maybe Disney's counting that. From the moment we say, go get in lane two, to the moment you get off, that's, that's <laughs> four minutes. So, so, so Shannon said, so it's a full minute ride. Yeah. Like just under, I think, I think, (laughs) um, according to, cause right now the more rides are happening. Uh uh, And so I think somebody said like 58 seconds or something like that. And they're adding more of those accessibility cars to the trains now. So now three trains have those accessibility cars at the end. Yeah, I saw that as well, because only originally it was supposed to be two of them, I believe. And so, and now, yeah, yay, America. (laughs) That's about what it's done. Really, by the end of this, right, here's what's going to happen. At the end of it, (laughs) you're going to, like, outside of Tron in the back lot, you're going to all of a sudden see, like, five brand new trains (laughs) under the cover of darkness. They're going to switch them out and be like, oh, we put the America trains on. Well, it's going to be the people mover and Wally (laughs) is what it's going to be. I mean, <laughs> so uh, Disney Cruise Line released their new Castaway K mem- or Castaway Club member benefits, uh, now including the per- updated Pearl members. Um, the best perk for the Pearl is unlimited digital photo downloads because those photos on the ships are expensive, expensive. But I mean, a lot of the a lot of the things stay the same. Basically, what Pearl gets is they get an extra day for early booking. They get three extra days for activities. But then everything else is basically the same except for the photo download. I'm just kind of cracking up at, like, the way that Iger and then the lower level... Well, not lower level because there's still, like, high senior management in this company. The people in charge of Cruise Line and Parks and, you know, all them. Um, (laughs) I like how... It's becoming a common trend, like, oh, you're mad at us? Well, what if we give you free pictures? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly the same news going on right now with, like, hey, you should get Genie Plus because now every day that you get Genie Plus, we're also going to put in the photo pass. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my gosh. I was talking to a client the other day. And I was walking them through the app over the phone. And so I was just kind of going in the app along with explaining it to them just so I could fully help them navigate. And they asked about Genie Plus, and I told them where to click to purchase it. And it was $25 per person. Yeah. The other day over um, President's Day weekend. Yeah, it, it hit the highest it had ever been. $25 that, per person. That is just nuts. Hundred dollars right. for a family of four. That that's right. ridiculous. Like, and if I go for like four or five days, I'm already now when you bundle it all into a package. But really, if you rip it out, if you go to the parks for five days, at with a family of four, about twenty five to twenty seven hundred dollars of your package, depending on the age of the kids, is the park tickets, and then on top of that, for those five days. Another five, so now you're getting $3,200-ish out of, uh, for just the the going into the park. Now, on the flip side of that, 
I got the express pass and everything for Universal plus the park hopper and all that stuff to be able to go park to park last year for my son. And uh, I think I came in just just north of fifteen hundred dollars for the day for three adults and my twelve year old. So technically four adults. Yeah. So I mean, I get it, but I don't know. Maybe this is just an overall commentary of the price of entertainment. Yeah, I mean, everything's going up, but that this seems like it's dramatic, and I think they're really kind of playing the let's see how far we can push it. I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. How far can Disney push it until people start stop buying it? It's starting to, the vibe is starting to feel like a farmer with a cow who is not producing milk. <laughs> I gotta get every yeah. drop out of this cow. Yeah, I mean, at some point it's going to stop. I mean, it, the country is in the beginnings of a recession. It's going to be in a recession for probably the next 16, 18 months. You know, you're going to have people with that expendable income, but the majority of the people that are going to spring for that aren't going to be the ones that have that expendable income and i think where you're going to lose people is you're losing that family of four that used to be able to go down to the parks for four thousand dollars right you don't have that anymore want to do that you're only going to the park for like two or three days with like a three or four night stay exactly and you used to be able to get a six night stay and four day tickets five exactly yeah and now you can get two to three day tickets and a three to four night stay yeah uh, well, and you know, I, and I was talking about this with that client, they, they were just kind of, I said, Oh yeah, me and, um, this, this guy that I kind of do a podcast with, we talked about that when they first started offering genie plus and these individual lightning lanes, we said, here's the deal. If nobody buys it, then Disney will be forced to shift back. But everybody keeps, well, not everybody, but so many people keep buying it. And so you know, that's the deal. If everybody going to Disney World for the next month went on to social media groups and said, listen, we're going to show it. We're going to stick it to Disney. We're not going to buy these. Like, let's show them we want the old system back, that we want our money's worth. Do not buy Lightning Lane and Genie Plus. That would sound amazing, even if all of the people, like, verbally agreed to it. But then at 7 a.m., some jackass would be like, ha nobody else is doing it. Imagine how many bookings I'm going to get. <laughs> right? <laughs> some, some social media influencer is going to do it. That That's going to ruin right. it for everybody. Right. Um, then, speaking of... Like, Look, I wrote 15 things on Genie Plus, so it's all right. We're back. <laughs> so, speaking of places to stay, um, the Vacation Club is now sharing the villas at Disneyland Hotel pictures. This is going to be open in September over at Disneyland, and um, for Disney Vacation Club members, March 16th or March 15th is the reservation window for Disney Vacation Club. March 16th for Magic Key, March 17th for general public. So if you are planning a trip out to Disneyland and want to stay in these new villas, there you go. Um, if you base it off of what the the Grand Californian stuff is going for. Be prepared, $700 a night. Easy. Mm-hmm. This is huge, though, because one of the big complaints from the DVC side is that DVC is essentially a Disney World hotel membership 
but you can also stay at four other places. Yeah. Because you can go to Vero Beach and Hilton Head, or you can go to Grand Californian, or you can go to Alani. Yeah. Um, now you can use your points for lots of other things. So b- before a DBC or comes running on going, well, what about blah, blah, blah? Yes. They're terrible uses of points. Once you get they outside are. of that stuff, they, they really, really are. Um, even Alani's a terrible use of points. Well, if you're going on a trip to Hawaii and you have the points, I completely understand why you would use it on Alani. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Hilton head and Vero beach are just so ridiculously cheap that, I mean, it almost feels like, okay, <laughs> like you can basically go for like four or five days to Vero Beach for the cost of like a one bedroom suite at Grand Floridian for a night. Yeah. So it's like, um, might as well just use a little bit of points here. But, but this is really big because if you're not a Disneylander and your DVC is not at Grand Californian, it is near impossible to get bookings with your DVC. For those of you that don't know DVC, you get 11 months out at your home resort, but then you get seven months out at all other Disney resorts and properties. And so Grand Californian is a lot of times, even when you get seven months out, if you wanna go for two, three, four days because you're from some other part of the country, chances are all those days aren't together. And if they are, I guarantee it's like a Monday to Thursday stay. It's it's not like something where you could go out over a long weekend um, because all the the more local DVC Grand California people. So my hope is that with this new resort going on, that maybe there's a chance for more Florida DVCers to start spreading their business over to California. Oh yeah, yeah, I, and yeah. It's I think it's going to be a big thing there, and you you figure you've got that opening up. You're going to have the new um, tower at the Polynesian opening up soon. They're still talking about that Epcot Resort that's probably going to be DVC. I wish they would have kept Reflections on the table. That would have been an awesome DVC resort. I mean, and you got you, you got you got to look at what's going to happen here because Old Key West is getting ready to eclipse its thirty. So, at some point, they're going to have to re-up Old Key West, which means it's either going to be a complete redo of Old Key West, or they're going to add something major there. Because everybody that has Old Key West right now, the original DVC members, are falling off now. They've hit their 30. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to change a lot of things. You're seeing the big refresh at saratoga springs it looks nice big refresh at the grand floridian so a lot of stuff going on um on the dvc side and grand floridian is nice yeah and you and i have already talked about that and that same thing is going to happen here in about five to ten years with boardwalk and beach club um so yeah lots of them are kind of re-upping for brand new contracts Okay, a couple of things real quick um, as we get out of the news. Cast member discounts announced for a Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. They're doing whatever they can to get people into that thing right now. It's it's, uh, it's absolutely terrible. Um, it's Rogers the Musical, I kind of speculated on this a couple weeks ago. That is exactly what's going in the Hyperion Theater. Um, they yep. have a casting call out um, for specific roles now. 
and Disneyland Paris is holding a D23 Gold Member exclusive event in April. Um, it yes, is, you missed it. I know. It is $590 for two days exclusive um, exclusive areas for D23 for those two days. So, Premier Access passes everything for two you days. You mean finger stay by three weeks? Um, no, no, no. We're just moving to Paris. <laughs> That's it. Um, Mando and Grogu are going to be at Discovery Discovery Land uh, starting tomorrow through the 14th. And Red Panda May is going to make their first ever experience at Disney Parks debut at Shanghai Disneyland this spring. So a lot of things. Oh, yeah. And Magic Happens came back. If you wonder what that is, go over to our, our uh, YouTube page and check it out. We've got a video that has 133,000 views of that parade so uh check that out 1081 days that that's been gone are you looking forward to the mandalorian tomorrow oh yeah oh my gosh yes uh, <laughs> tomorrow i am absolutely going to stay up until midnight and see if it launches onto it right at midnight because i will stay up and watch it there you go there you go um we have tomorrow is the one day where i don't have to be up at 5 a.m there you go one day of the week. Hey, it's it's gonna be awesome. We've been waiting about what? So the original one was supposed to come out, or season three was supposed to originally come out in the fall of 2020. Yeah, but we kind of got a little bit like I don't feel like it's been gone because it's basically been gone for over two years. Yeah, almost two years um, from the season finale of season two, but. He showed up in Book of Boba, so you're kind of like, oh, well, I got a little Din in action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty I mean, exciting to have him back doing his... Yep. Uh, Diz Inferno on, over on YouTube. I hope for some badass Bo-Katan stuff. Yeah, I, it, I'm, I'm just I'm super excited. As a family, we're super excited. I'm uh, excited to see Mandalore. I got to believe he has to go to... Like, one of the first things he's got to do is go to Mandalore. Yeah. And, I, I don't understand how the armorer could be like, then you're Mandalore no more. I'm literally holding the leader sword. <laughs> like, I'm like, how can you tell me, your leader, that I'm no longer a Mandalorian? <laughs> All right. Well, um, that's the end of the news. So you know what time it is. Top three. Top three time. Let's go ahead and get over to that. Business trip. Uh, <laughs> it does tingle a little bit. Hey, everybody, it's Matt with the DPI podcast, and it is Disney Top 3 time. I've got Peter with Princesses and Mouse Disney Travel, and what we're going to do is we are going to pull out a poker chip that has a number on it. I've got a spreadsheet with a corresponding list of categories that we're going to pick our favorite or our least favorite items from. And we're going to have some fun with it. Uh, if you've got any ideas for the show, go over to the website, patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. Up in the top right corner, you can add a comment and give us an idea for a show. Um, we've had a few come through and they've been pretty fun. So um, always love the participation. So today we are going to be doing lucky number 
13. There is not a lucky number. I know. <laughs> it's also it's also a no wait time on uh, uh Oh, that's true. That's Haunted a walk Mansion. online on Tower of Terror. Yep. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> so, number 13. Ooh. This is a good one. Um, we've both done this at the park, so um, we'll probably step all over each other's feet on this one. But we're going to do the top three romantic restaurants or dining experiences. You've got. Do they have to be seconds. currently available? Uh, no, they don't have to be currently available. Okay. Planning your first trip and getting overwhelmed by all the details? Planning your next trip and just want some new suggestions on things you haven't tried? Contact me at Princess of the Mouse Travel and I'd love to work with you planning your next trip to the most magical place on Earth. You can contact Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel on Facebook at P-A-T-M Disney Travel. We need to have a coin on ones like this just so we can figure out who goes first and who doesn't. We need think, to, during this time, have a quick spout out so that we're like, okay, you do that, I'll do this, you do that, I'll do this. That's <laughs> no, no, really no, that's not, that's not fair, because, I mean, part of the fun of this is is kind of stepping on each other's feet. So I'm going to let you go first, because I've got, I've got four. Okay. So, so I, I, th I think I can survive two. I know there's no way that you're going to take my number one, because you haven't done it. So, really, I just need to survive these first two. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's a little cliche. So I'm going to go with kind of a cliche one for my number three. Um, and that is if you are on a couples only trip, which totally love couples only trips. My wife and I have now been oh, on three or so couples only trips. Matt and I have been on a couples only trip. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, which was romantic. <laughs> uh, he kept where, leaving to go to the bar. Yeah, uh, as, as I've been known to do. <laughs> um, I do that on family trips, actually. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and then we're kind of like in September, we're planning a dual couples trip. Yeah, um, that's that's gonna be fun. So anyway. Uh, yeah, on couples only trips, I, you know, we can talk about just sort of like the nicety of being able to just not have to work on the kids schedule and the nicety of, of you're not, you know, you don't feel like you have to rush in from park open to park close. But even if you do, it's totally fine. If like, in the middle of the day, you literally spend like two hours just sitting and having a snack and a drink and and just looking out at the water in epcot or hollywood studios or whatever so i'm gonna just the environment of being there as a couple is completely different than being there as a family um but i'm gonna pinpoint specific spots so one of my favorite things that we have done on our couples only trips um with my wife has been to go to a romantic dinner because there are kind of some places where you can go um, that they just, their families can still go, but not a lot of families book there. So my number three is kind of cliche because a lot of people do it, 
but I'm going to say have dinner at La Cellier. Okay. Um, dinner at La Cellier in Epcot, for those of you that have never been there, you kind of weave back to where the O Canada Theater is, where they do the apple seed orchard, and um, typically the honey, or not the honey, the, I think it's still apple-based uh, during Flower and Garden Festival as well. Um, it's right there along that path, and basically what it is, is you are, the, the decor is sort of a wine cellar in a Canadian chateau. Yes. And it's a relatively small restaurant, so you already get a very intimate feel. And then the menu is a fine steakhouse. And so um, the whole thing can really set itself up to be a really, really romantic experience for you and your partner because you're having really nice either steak or pork or chicken dishes. You're going to couple that with a really, really amazing wine list. Um, you can do kind of like a dining experience where like it's got the wine that pairs the best with the meal. Yep. And if you do an appetizer, it's got the wine that pairs best with that. So you can sort of do a appetizer with this glass of wine meal with this glass of wine. So it's a really, really fantastic dining experience and, and a really, really nice, quiet, quaint, romantic feeling environment. So I'm going to go with dinner at La Cellier is a fantastic thing to do on a couple's trip. Yeah. Um, I, Matt, I, I, I'm right there with remote. you. That that was definitely one of the restaurants that I was looking at when I when I thought about this. Um, you know, I'm gonna go with the other meal, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back to dinner here in a bit. But you know, one of my favorite things to do, and and we've done it as a family, but I think you know, on, on a couple's trip, is you you do have that set your own pace, and and breakfast for us tends to be slower when we don't have the kids because we aren't rushing to the park. So one of my favorite bre breakfasts to do is the Grand Floridian Cafe. Um, and it, it's a great little restaurant and it's usually got a ton of availability, but it's one of the place, the only places that you can get a large Mickey waffle. Uh, <laughs> so, so Shannon loves it. Um, but you can you can pair that Mickey waffle with a mimosa or you know something like that or a, a really high end coffee drink, uh, and, and really have a really nice breakfast in a really nice location because Grand Floridian Cafe kind of looks out into the garden area, of the Grand Floridian, um, in that commons area, and it's just it's just it's it's all glass. It just beautiful little area to just kind of sit down and just hang out and, and, and have a nice slow breakfast and, and then get into the parks on your own time. So, so my number three is going to be having a breakfast at Grand Floridian Cafe. Um, let's go ahead and get into our number two. Um, that is, I really like that one. That is a really good one because the mornings kind of feel different, you know, how many times when you're there with the family are you, oh, I'm going to, you get the kids up and start getting them dressed and ready. And I'm going to run down to the quick service and grab the food and bring it up to the room or have it at the table. Because we got to be at the park. We got to be on the buses in 15 minutes. Yeah. Or you're yeah. splitting. You've got, you've got two people in the line at Starbucks. You've got two people running back to uh, Gaston's Tavern to get cinnamon rolls. and. Yep. All of it. <laughs> All of it. Yep. Or, hey, you go get in the line and then I'll I'll catch up with you while I swing into the Starbucks right here. Yeah. Oh, it just way different. 
when you're there with your couple, you're like, hey, you want to go get Starbucks? Yeah, let's get Starbucks, and let's just go sit outside Starbucks and drink them slowly and leisurely. <laughs> like, yeah, and actually wait, see, like, the Dapper Dan's in the morning or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was, for my number two, I was thinking exactly along the same lines as you. So one of my favorite things to do on a couples-only trip is my favorite time at Disney is when the sun goes down. Because it can be 100 degrees all day long, but as the sun starts to set, it will always cool down to like a mid, mid to high 70s or better. And the humidity will always drop as that, as that sun starts to go down. And so my favorite thing is Disney at night with the person that you're there with on those couples only trips because just and, and this goes we can talk about this everywhere we can talk about like leisurely coming out of the park enjoying this nice cool air or coming out of say epcot and taking a stroll around the boardwalk or getting back to your resort and taking a late night stroll and then just enjoying the sound of the, the insects in the air and the coolness and maybe you swing by the bar and grab yourself a drink on your like leisurely stroll around the resort. Just going for late night walks is one of my favorite things to do. It's just a great time. Just kind of decompress from the day. Just enjoy a nice conversation with one another away from the because you can still get in the hustle and bustle of, oh, let's go to this right now. Ooh, we've got this dining reservation in a little bit. Yeah. Like, so at night, you're not rushing back to the room. You don't have to leave a parent in the room with the kids. Um, you can just enjoy some time together, whether that is taking a leisurely stroll or going to one of the night uh, situations. Like, I love going to Abracadabra um, and other things because we do stay around the boardwalk quite a bit. It's just really nice to have a, that slow-paced evening and not having to like, oh, well, it's 9.30. We got to get this one to bed so that they can be up at 6.30 so that we can go tomorrow morning. It's, oh, we can stay out till 11 or whatever and then wake up around 7 or 8. No worries. You know? Yeah, one thing that we've been able to do a couple of times without having the kids is we, we tend to go with on our couple's trip while they're taping for the Christmas specials. So being able to stay after park close and be a part of those has been really cool. You know, enjoying that 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 cooler air, staying out a little bit later without having the kids, and and being able to enjoy some of that stuff that goes on at the parks after hours, um, is really cool. Uh, so so my number two, I have a few different things, um, but I I really want to hit on this because I really feel like there there's like three or four like just top end dining experiences when it comes to couples and I want to hit grand or um wow where'd that thought bubble just go um I have no clue what that thought was it is it is, it is, it is, it is, it is something. Pick a high-end dining experience. Yeah, well, that's the thing. What's the Do one? you remember the park? Was it in a park? Was no, it, it, was, it, was, it was on top of the Contemporary. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's funny. California Grill. Kelly Grill. Cal thank you. Thank you, Shannon. 
You yell it. What? Sh Shannon yelled it up first. What? That's ridiculous. You're on like a two-second delay. <laughs> <laughs> California Grill. Um, and, and California Grill, during the 50th, it's had a really cool menu and, and wine pairings thing. But California Grill is a great place to kind of get dressed up, go have a nice meal, and then, you know, just stay there and watch the fireworks from there. Um, you've got you've got a great observation deck there that you as long as you've got a reservation from five o'clock on that day, you can you can enjoy the fireworks from that observation deck. Um, grab you know a glass of wine or a drink, go out there, chill out, watch the Magic Kingdom fireworks show. Just a really really cool just high-end experience i mean there's a lot of high-end experiences at disney but just you know one of those signature experiences is you know having a dinner at cali grill watching the fireworks from there and you know oh you're getting your high highway dine in the sky hey, oh <laughs> uh, but yeah it i that's really 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 cool thing so um yeah my number two is is you do one of those signature experiences like Kelly Grill and enjoy the fireworks there. So let's go ahead and get to our number ones before Peter um, blows his top over there. And Peter, before you before you get too into what it is, tell people where you can they can find you. Uh, over on Facebook. Well, you can find me here on most Tuesdays. <laughs> but, um, we're we're getting into golf season, uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Golf season starts in a week and a half. We'll see what happens. Um, now, so uh, Facebook's the best place. If you just find me there, um, send me a message or go to our Wix site. I think the uh, – so Princess and the Mouse Travel, if you find me on Facebook, you can send me a messenger directly. Uh, Wix site scrolls throughout this podcast. So um, you can go there and fill out a vacation request form. Either way, I uh, should get back to you relatively quickly and be able to start kind of getting things planned for you. I would love to talk to you about whatever it is, uh, whether it's cruise line or land or Paris or, or whatever. Uh, you know, obviously world, we talk a lot about world on this show, but um, I can help you out with all those other things as well. And, and beyond Disney as well. So if you're just thinking about taking a trip or taking a cruise and whatever else, I'd still love to talk to you and, see if i can help you out worst case i say i don't have a lot of experience with that i'm not the best person but i'll be honest with you when when it comes to that so i uh, would love to talk to you yeah. sounds good so what is your number one we already know what my number one is um so it is not currently available but i really really hope that they bring this back because my wife and i did this for our 10th anniversary so at this point it is approaching five years ago it was gotten rid of with COVID, but as we have seen, they have slowly and steadily been bringing things back. So my number one thing I have ever done at Disney World with my with my wife, and my ring is popping up here. There we go. Oh, no, what the heck? I like, got rid of it, and then it came back stronger. Um, so it is the highway in the sky. And as you can see with it, it's got the three monorail resorts, Polynesian, Contemporary, Grand Floridian. Um, the way that it worked is uh, it's a little bit pricey, but you start at, then it was called the Wave. Now it would be Steakhouse 71. You start in the lobby of that with an appetizer. 
and then you board the monorail and you head around to Polynesian. And at Polynesian, you um, go to kind of a private roped off area near Ohana and they bring you appetizers along with some drinks. And then you head over to Grand Floridian and you go to Narcusi and you sit down and have a full dinner and you choose from several menu options. And the reason why this experience sticks out is because it's small. The maximum number of people that they'll take is 20. And when we went, it was six couples and two, uh, it was a group of four like gal pals. And then it was a family where it was like two teenage kids with a mom and dad, um, which is totally allowed. There is a minimum age, so you can't be under like the age of 12, I think, or something like that um, in order to do this experience. But because of the way it, it sorted itself out, they took the two foursomes out to some tables by the windows, and then they took the 12 of us, and the 12 is exactly the number that fits around the chef table inside of the wine cellar at Narcusi's. And so we got to eat this amazing meal and we got kind of doted upon because you basically get one of the, it's not the chef, but one of the cooks from the kitchen, whether it was the sous or the person in charge of like plating or whatever, they were kind of your waiter and they were coming out to explain your dishes and and just sort of giving you like this nth degree treatment. And it then after... it was the mop boy. <laughs> right, right. It was <laughs> the plusure. <laughs> Alfredo Linguini. <laughs> yeah. So uh, then you get back on the monorail, you go all the way back around to contemporary where you started, and they bring you up to this like private balcony right underneath of California Grill where Matt was just talking about. And so you they have seats out and you have desserts and again, more drinks and you get this sort of like, they pipe in the music and you have this like private viewing from a distance of the fireworks show wherever over at Magic Kingdom. And so it was beyond worth it. Uh, we were there for our 10th anniversary and we actually did it on our 10th anniversary. And it was funny because two other couples we're also there doing it on their 10th anniversary. <laughs> and so we then got together with uh, another, we got to, uh, together with one of the couples because we found out we were both going to the same park the next day. We got together with one of the other couples because we found out we were both staying on the boardwalk. And so we got together at Abracadabar one night with them. We still talked to both of those couples. When we were there in October, one of those couples was there with their family and we met them outside of sunshine tree terrace and we sat down for like 45 minutes just having ice cream and stuff like that because <laughs> we were both at the not so scary party together and um every, the other couple lives in chattanooga and so when we're driving we'll try to stay near chattanooga or kind of move through chattanooga at a time where we can like get together for lunch and get out of the car for a bit so like it, the experience was amazing. The itinerary was amazing. It's really cool to hop from thing to thing to thing. It's this really romantic experience, this really unique experience. And you're, you're going to also, get, because it's so intimate, you're going to get to know some people. And those people have become a part of our lives. 
um, which is really, really cool approaching five years later. Yeah. So. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Great number one. You know, my number one, I'm going to go somewhere different. Um, it's not something that Shannon and I have done by ourselves. We've always done it with the family, but it is something that could make a great couple's experience. And that's getting one of the photography sessions, whether it's a capture your moment or... <laughs> I knew that was going to be your number one because I was going to bring that up. I was like, no, Matt will kill me. Nope, he's going to talk about <laughs> photography sessions. Dude. Like we have a friend who did engagement photos and they were amazing. And yeah, you keep yeah. talking about it. Yeah. I mean, the, the capture a moment you can you can add on to a photo pass for twenty dollars for fifteen minutes, twenty five dollars for fifteen minutes, um, and you can book them back to back. So you can actually get like a half hour photo session for like under a hundred dollars um, with a Disney photographer, or you can get all the way up into you know where you get the family pictures. You can get engagement photos there you can get you know high school graduation photos there anything that you want and that stuff's starting to come back not full-fledged yet the capture your moments back but nothing else has come back from fine art yet but it is stuff that's going to come back because they made an absolute killing on it and it, there's always a huge demand for that kind of stuff um on top of that you can get married there i mean it's a lot of money <laughs> i won't say that i haven't looked at it um, but I mean, even, even for, you know, fifteen twenty thousand $20,000, you can get married and have a small wedding at Disney, which is pretty cool. When you think about what you're going to spend fifteen twenty thousand $20,000 on in your hometown, especially you live, if you live in a big city. So, um, but no, getting back to the photos, no, just a, a really cool idea. Um, a lot of times you have dedicated photo pass photographers, um, in some of the se sessions, you have a photographer and an assistant. Some of the sessions, you have two photographers. So it's it's a lot of fun. Most of the sessions, you get retouching done on the, the photographs before they're sent to you. It, it's just really, really cool. Um, some, of the, some of the ones that Shannon and I have gotten together um, in our family sessions have been fantastic photos that we've got up around the house. So, no, just a great idea, something kind of outside of the box a little bit that you have to look for because it's not really widely um, broadcast. It's not advertised really well on things that you can do, but definitely check out that capture your moment. If you're going to do like a quick, you know, a pop-up engagement or something like that, you know, great, great idea to have a Disney photo pass photographer with their equipment there to capture it. So my number one is going to be Get some professional photos done at Disney. So, Peter. I did know. I knew that was going to be your number one. So I was like, all right. It, it, it really depended on where you went because I was going to go with a tour as well. But since you went with kind of like an Adventures by Disney type thing for your number one, I was staying away from that. And my wife and I have done other tours. Like I would. So I talk specifically about the highway in the sky. But tours in general, my wife and I have done the Wild Africa Trek. We did the Taste of Magic Kingdom. Like, tours are 100% something you should be thinking about doing if you are on an adults-only trip. Uh, because toting around the kids, they don't care. But if you're a Disney fan, which, I mean, you obviously are. You're going on a couples-only trip to Disney. Yeah. Like, it is a fantastic use of a few hours of your day to see Disney a completely different way. Like we have, 
pretty much every time my wife and I go down on a trip, we're like, um, let's try to do another tour. Well, I mean, in the behind-the-scenes stuff, you talk about some of that stuff. We've been in the Christmas, the the holiday warehouse. We've been in the casting and costuming building. We've been in places that you'd never go um, unless you were doing one of those tours. And, and yep. just, it's a great idea, especially if you're both Disney lovers, to, to check out some of those behind-the-scenes places and, and have some different people talk to you about Disney and how it works. You know, there's tours that get you down into the Utilidors. There's tours that get you into some of the kitchen areas, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's all about what you're into. So, yeah. It really is. It's, it's really cool. Well, Peter, another good top three. Thanks for joining us. Um, hopefully, you'll be back next week. Yeah? Eh? Yeah, next week. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. We will see you next week then. Thank you guys Mark all for joining us. Mark. We'll see. <laughs> all right. Do you have questions concerning planning a Disney trip? Ask them live on the show or submit them on our website at patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. Hey, everything worked. I think that's a first that everything has worked on the DPI question transition. Um, everything else didn't work tonight, but yeah, that worked. <laughs> that worked. No, seriously, like my bit rate out when I did the first stream was under a thousand kilobytes per second, and normally it's like six thousand. So I was getting like one out of every six frames to go through. So yeah, um, you were talking about Genie Plus. Um, here, here's a here's a good question. I think I think it, it it's really something that unless you know about it, you don't know what's happening. Talk about how they price Genie Plus day to day. Yeah, um, I mean, I can I can tell you from empirical evidence, but honestly, I don't even know if I know. Um, so, so th thing one, uh, it'll never be cheaper than $15 per person per day. That's thing one. Um, but then, yeah, and it, it kind of, Genie Plus and individual lightning lanes can all umbrella under this same talk. Because the, there's a couple of things and a couple of factors that go into it. So number one is they're going to look at park reservations. Because park reservations tells them their expected amount of guests across all four parks. Yeah. And when you get to things like weekends and especially holiday weekends, you're obviously going to see surges. Um, like right now we're heading into March. So here in about two to three weeks, we're going to see surge in attendance that will go for approximately a month. And so that's part of the beauty that Disney 100% does not have to do park reservations anymore but they are because it's data for them. They yeah. used to get their hotel guests and their ticket purchases, but then in terms of the annual pass holders, it was a question mark in mm -hmm. terms of how many people are coming. And so now with the park reservation system, Disney has an almost exact number of heads that are going to walk through the gates. And so that allows them to then price these things to be completely frank, the gougiest as possible. So 
if you're on a lower attendance day, you can expect to see prices down closer to that $15 price point. And when you talk about the individual rides, you can expect to see things like Seven Dwarves and uh, like and down closer to, I was gonna, and Flight of Passage, you can expect to see them kind of down closer to eight to $10 a person. Mm -hmm. um, and on higher days, you can expect to see those up in the 12, 12 to $13 range. On the Rise of the Resistance, Guardians of the Galaxy, and soon to be Tron, replacing uh, Seven Dwarves here very soon. Like, really, all four rides now are going to all kind of fluctuate similarly to one another. Yeah. On the cheaper days, you can see them, you can expect to see them maybe down closer to like $13, $14, $15 per person. And on more expensive days, expect to see it upwards of $18 to $20 per person for all four of the rides that like they haven't like we know 100% that when the virtual queue opens in April that individual lightning lanes in Magic Kingdom will go to Tron yes. as well yes. so like 100% we know that um so in the same way they did with the Guardians of the Galaxy so what like we totally expect that to happen um it, it because like on those lesser days they're going to bring the price down to entice more to do it and on those busier days they're going to gouge a little bit higher but it will also deter more from doing it which will then allow them to fulfill kind of their end of the deal because the deal is if you pay this amount of money you're supposed to on the genie plus side you're supposed to be able to book two or more experiences and on the individual lightning lane side you're wanting to grab a reservation to what will likely be the longest wait time in the park that day. Yeah. So um, it, it pretty much works that same, that kind of way. So Genie Plus, 15 to $25 per person per day. We just saw $25 per person per day last week, and it was the highest it's ever been. And um, same thing on the individual lightning lanes. I have paid for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at $15 per person. And I've paid for it at eighteen dollars per person. Um, it's it is what it is, but that's kind of how it works. So if you see a lower price, good news, you're there on a slightly less busy day. And if you see a higher price, you're there on a on a much busier day. And you know, I, I kind of try to budget this with clients. Boy, it becomes really, really expensive really quick if you buy Genie Plus and the individual Lightning Lane. Yeah. And so my generic recommendation is Magic Kingdom Genie Plus might be worth it just because of the sheer number of attractions. Epcot Cosmic Rewind is probably worth it because you don't want to wait in that line yeah. and there aren't a ton of other attractions where if you early park like if you focus on getting to Soarin' and Test Track and back to Frozen before their lines surge over an hour, you've got everything done and you can, you've got your individual lightning lane to Cosmic Rewind. Yeah. Um, kind of same thing in Animal Kingdom. I would recommend the Flight of Passage over the Genie Plus purchase. In Hollywood Studios, I can literally flip a coin because if I get my Rise of the Resistance, then I'm going to go rope drop Toy Story Land. Yeah. And then 
if I get Genie Plus, then I'm going to rope drop Rise of the Resistance. You know, like you kind of flip a coin on what you might want. Yeah, to yeah. So, um, is there is there a tipping point that you see right now where you would tell a client if you see something at this price, don't get it? I really, I really can't say that because at the end of the day, it's really a judgment call on the client and. I try to do a, a service to my clients and I will straight up tell my clients this. Like I had a client say, hey, the cheapest thing we're seeing. So it was a family of six, four kids, two adults. Um, two of the kids were even over 18. And so they reached out to me and they said, hey, the cheapest thing that we're seeing is this suite that's going to run us this much money. And I said, did you think about doing two rooms? because we can put them near one another and we could save you $2,000. And they went, well, oh, right? Like one of the things about me is I am not, when you contact me and say, hey, here's what, we wanna go to Disney. My first question is, do we care about the grandeur of the resort or do we need a place to lay our head? Because if it's the first thing, then all right, so clearly you're going for like seven days and four of them are going to be at the resort. So now we do want something with a slide and with better amenities and with higher guest services. So maybe we are talking about for sure an intermediate to maybe even a deluxe resort. But if you need a place to lay your head, the biggest I'm going to recommend to you is something like a Caribbean beach or a Port Orleans. And I might even say, Hey, why don't we go to pop century? Um, You know, I'm not out to like push your budget. I want you to have an amazing time and I want you to make fantastic memories with your families. And so this topic goes right into there. When clients and I talk about Genie Plus and talk about Lightning Lane, it's really a question of, are you happy with what you get to or do you have a targeted goal in mind? Because if you're happy with what you get to, then don't buy any of it. It's just a money suck that you could spend on souvenirs or dining or whatever else. And if you 100% know, like we're going to Magic Kingdom for one day and we want to try to do it all. We have list, 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 list. Then I'm going to say, you're not going to get it done without Genie Plus. So. No, I think, I think it's, I think it's very fair conversation. It, it very much comes down to the client on what they are expecting out of the trip. Because once once you set those expectations, there's a cost that's associated with those expectations as well. And then, then that's where we come in as planners and say, okay, if you want to do all of these things and, and see all of these places, this is how much it's probably going to cost you. Yeah. And then for my clients that are maybe a little bit more affluent that are, you know, doing the five, six night stay at a deluxe resort but they're still getting park tickets for every day. Well, they're going to do Genie Plus, and I'm just explaining how it's going to work because they don't want to be bothered with the idea, you know, like, oh, I want this to be as relaxing and stress-free as possible. And so standing in line for 10 hours of my day doesn't sound enjoyable. I would rather take that extra expense for the convenience of it all. So it really just depends on the person and, and what they're trying to get. But I am going to do my best to give you as much insight and understanding as I possibly can and make it so that your budget, but your, your goals 
and your expectations are met in every way that we can possibly make it. All right, Peter, one more time. Where can people find you? Uh, find me over on Facebook. If you type in Princess and the Mouse, you'll find me towards the top. Um, even if you type in Disney Travel Agent, I, I come up a lot of times towards the top of those results. And I know my name kind of circulates around. Like I, I had a client reach out last week that said, hey, I found you on uh, Mommy Group. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, you might find me there as well. So, uh, would love to talk to you though. And like I said, uh, what's great, this is not my nine to five. It is a passion project, if you will. And so my goal is not to find out how big of a price tag I can put on your name. It's what price tag will it take to get you what you're looking for? Yep. Sounds good, man. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm going to go ahead and get to the outro. Peter with Princesses and Mouse Disney Travel joined us tonight. We had uh, a new segment, Top 3, that we talked about romantic experiences and a client question about Genie Plus. just about everywhere over on Facebook at DPI podcast for the podcast on PATM Disney travel for the travel site over on Twitter at Disney insights. And you're probably watching us over on the YouTube channel, the Disney planning insights podcast. Make sure you like share subscribe. watching listening subscribing sharing liking everything that you do for us on a weekly basis uh what a great show and we will talk to you guys all next week